I hope that this has been a, a good New Year so far for you and that you've managed over the Christmas break, or I hope you got a break, to find some time to rest, to be able to enjoy your family and friendships, and that God blessed you with lots of laughter. He's the source of everything that's good, isn't he? Here's a verse coming up from the Bible. Uh, it's from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, and it says, My dear friends, we uh, always have good reason to thank God for you because your faith in God and your love for each other keep growing all the time. Okay, so hang on to that thought and we'll come back to that in a moment. At the beginning of last year, I said I thought that we were entering a season of restoration and that a number of people would be affected that. We had already seen that happening in our extended family with uh, two members of the family who wouldn't even be in the same building together, uh, suddenly happy to be in the same room for the first time for uh, many, many years. Just before Christmas, someone told me that they were going to see their parents for the first time in eight years. So again, God is bringing restoration. Another person was going to celebrate Christmas with their parents for the first time in three years. And uh, we know that when that kind of thing happens, it's not necessarily going to be easy, but we can see God at work. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about what happened in each of those situations. I want to spend our time this morning looking at some of the things that God did last year, but also looking ahead, spending most of the time looking ahead to the blessing that he wants to bring us this year. We don't often understand God's timing, do we? And it's not unusual for things to take a lot longer than we expect. Abraham had a, a promise from God and he had to wait 25 years. God promised him a son, but it was 25 years later before his son was born. And so here's a quote from you from a guy called Andy Stanley. He says, let the vision mature in you while you mature. And I think that's one of the main reasons why we don't receive the fulfillment of God's promises immediately. It's not that God is unable to help us. It's not that we've misheard him. So don't rule out, don't doubt in the dark what you've seen in the light. But it's that we're not ready or that the circumstances around us are not ready. And so we have to learn to wait patiently. But we don't give up on the vision that God has given us. We keep praying for revival. We keep looking to God to break through. Last year in our Sunday gathering, the hospitality team served over 2,000 hot drinks and our setup team put out over 3,000 chairs. God gave us this new venue, uh, which has made life a lot easier for us and has given us the ability to be able to meet every week rather than constantly having to chop and change, which has been really helpful. More importantly, last year we saw 16 people born again through this church and uh, most, all of those were in the second half of the year. So we're praying for that trickle to become a flood. In April, and we got some pictures coming up, we celebrated 25 years since this church was planted. I don't know if you can spot yourself in the pictures there somewhere. 
Um, but God also used these three events in different ways. Uh, one of these events, it was an opportunity to bring some deep healing to one of our members who had been badly wounded by the way they'd been treated in the past. Didn't realise they were carrying uh, all the, the hurt that they were. And God just came and in his mercy set them free. It was wonderful. We're told that Oxford is the city in the UK with the highest churn rates, the highest turnover of people. And we see that impact in our church family as well, don't we? With about 30% of our people moving on every year. That means saying goodbye to some dearly loved friends, but it also means that we have to grow by 30% just to keep our numbers even. I believe we're going to see a lot more than that this year. One of the things I got wrong at the beginning of last year was that we've not seen a major recession. Uh, I hope that means that it's not going to happen, as I said last year, but it could simply be that, we get the that I've got the timing wrong. I also expected to see a greater breakthrough with healings and people coming to faith in Jesus, but we did see a significant number of healings and lives being changed, for which I'm very grateful. So, for example, in our connection groups last term, one person had the confidence to pray out loud for the first time. Others felt secure to be able to open up and honestly share the struggles they were facing without fear of criticism or judgment. Another group used a prayer wall. They saw a number of clear answers to their prayers. At our meeting a few days ago, I asked the connection group pastors if they could see the way that they had personally grown as well. And they all said yes. And in fact, I didn't really need to ask them because I could see the way that they changed. Just the expression on their faces, the way they talked. But it was great that they could recognise that as well. Thankfully, I've changed as well, which is a great relief to everybody. And uh, as I've been reading my Bible every day, God has spoken to me about continuing to grow in freedom from fear and learning to rest and experience his peace. So those are good things. Uh, when we read the Bible, God doesn't want it to just be an intellectual exercise, but he intends for us to be able to encounter him and to experience the reality of what he's teaching us. So we don't just read a verse that says, I'm giving you peace that is past all understanding. We actually experience that in that moment, and then we learn how to carry that with us through the rest of life. When, Mandy, uh, when Freddie and I visited the Würzburg Vineyard in Germany in November, I led the group in a Bible meditation and one man was blown away by the encounter he had with God. He was so blown away that he couldn't even handle coming to church the next morning. He had so much that he had to process. So if you're finding it difficult to read your Bible, I have something that could revolutionise it for you. So just come and have a chat with me. So those were some of the things that God did last year. What does uh, he have in store for us for 2018? I think he wants us to continue with our vision of uh, continuing to be inwardly strong and outwardly focused. That verse I started with, 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 3. My dear friends, I always have good reason to thank God for you because your faith in God and your love for each other keep growing all the time. 
And that verse talks about the inwardly strong part of our faith, drawing closer to Jesus, becoming more secure in his love, becoming more, secu- uh, more mature spiritually, allowing him to deal with our stuff so that we're free to become more and more like Jesus. And that's a really important part of the, that dynamic of uh, drawing close to God. But it also says in the Bible, Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus said to his followers, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. And that's uh, part of being outwardly focused. There's a lot more than just giving people good news, but that's really very important part of our faith. We have good news to bring to a world that is broken, It's full of darkness, it's lost its moral compass, it's lost its sense of direction, and it needs to be restored to relationship with God. And we, as individuals and as a church, need to have a voice. We need to make it clear what God has called us to do and to be, and the fact that there is good news. We have the best possible news to be able to give people. If we get inwardly strong and outwardly focused, out of balance, we can easily get ourselves into trouble. Just being inwardly strong would make us spiritually fat and ineffective. There would be no point to us really being here on earth. But if we are just outwardly focused, that would make us spiritually immature and we would quickly burn out. And that's no use to anyone either. So we need to be balanced. We need to have uh, both individually and as a church family, Uh, we need to have this balance of being inwardly strong and outwardly focused. Maybe easiest to see uh, how that works out in uh, the four areas that we give priority to in our church. The first of which is glorify, to give God glory, to worship him. It says in Psalm 99 verse 3, Let them, that's us, praise your great and awesome name. Your name is holy. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow low before his feet, for he's holy. Just part of the dynamic of worship there. John Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard Movement, said our heart's desire should be to worship God. And if it's not, then ask him to make it that. Our heart's desire should be to worship God. We have been designed by God for this purpose. If we don't worship God, we'll worship something or someone else. Everybody is a worshipper. And we don't worship because God needs our worship. Uh, We worship because we need to worship God. More than anything else, worship draws us close to God. It opens the deepest part of our being to engage with God. And uh, whenever we worship God, we bring delight to him, but we also change and become more like him. There's a wonderful dynamic that happens there. And you can't come into God's presence with an open heart to worship him and not be changed. So this year, I want to encourage you to uh, take the risk to step out as a worshipper. To worship as if no one's watching. And that's, that's for all of us, but for some, there's a, an extra challenge there. I want to uh, challenge you, to encourage you to learn to lead worship in a connection group. Uh, It'd be lovely to see a new batch of worship leaders coming through. And for others it may involve uh, being involved in our Sunday worship bands. 
I'm looking for people who worship freely, who can express worship outwardly, who don't just stand there with their hands in their pockets mumbling. That's not a good expression of worship. I'm looking not for people particularly who are good musicians, although that helps, but who have freedom to worship God. Because we can't lead anybody into a place that we haven't been ourselves. And so if we're involved in leading worship, we have to be free to be able to enter into God's presence really easily and to be able to uh, invite other people into that place. It's not just about producing good music. God has placed a special anointing on this church for worship. And so we want to maximise the potential of what God has placed here. Second area is glorify, uh, is to gather. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 16, Preaching the good news is not something I can boast about. I'm compelled by God to do it. How terrible for me if I don't preach the good news. Now, don't be put off, don't be scared by that preaching bit that he mentions there. Uh, if you look at the Greek, the preaching the good news is just one word. It means to give people good news. So forget the preaching bit. Not many of you probably are called to do that. But think of sharing something with someone that you're excited about. That um, on Friday night, Bath Rugby beat Worcester Warriors. And I was, I was excited. It was a fantastic match. And uh, I'd happy to talk about that. And so, uh, you know, there are things that we talk about, aren't there? Oh, well, what did you do at the weekend? Oh, we saw a movie. Went to see Star Wars last night. Um, and so we talk about those things. But surely the best thing to be excited about is to tell people about Jesus. Telling stories, gossiping the good news. So long as there is one person in the Oxford area who doesn't know Jesus, this church is too small. Within half an hour's drive of this building, there are in excess of half a million people who don't know Jesus. Now, don't be overwhelmed by the size of that task. You know, there's, uh, there's job satisfaction or uh, certainly plenty of work to do for all of us. Our aim is simply to bring one person at a time. Don't be overwhelmed by the size of the task. Don't be overwhelmed by the depth of the darkness. We have a light that people will see and they'll want to come to the light. So just bring one person at a time. Now, how do you start with that? A really easy way of starting with that process is one at one. Set a reminder on your phone uh, at one o'clock each day so that you can pray for one person who's not working with Je walking with Jesus. You can ask God for maybe three or four people, however many you want, but all you have to do is just pray for one and be specific about the prayer. Ask God, what can you do to help that person? Should you call them? Should you meet up with them? Should you invite them over for dinner, go bowling, go and watch a sports fixture? Should you invite them along to one of the church events along on a Sunday morning? Or should you just pray for them? Do they need a word of encouragement? Do they just need to be loved? But just pray for one at one. Someone told me that uh, one of the people that they had on their little list and were praying for in this way is now walking with Jesus. 
Oh, so a nice answer to prayer there. One at one, it's an easy way to get started. And what could be better this year than for our friends and families to encounter the amazing love of God? Towards the end of last year, I think God told me to ask him for the nations. And so, as we've prayed, uh, we've been asking him for the nations. And uh, since then, Mandy and I have had an increased increased number of encounters with people from different nationalities. And uh, so I want to keep praying about that and see that grow more and more. And uh, I'd encourage you to, to pray about that as well. And as we pray, God may say... Uh, great prayer now here's the solution go and do and so I'm (coughs) expecting some of that as well in the process when we talk about the nations we mean it in the biblical sense Uh, when the Bible talks about the nations it means every ethnic group so you know different skin colors different hair colors different music tastes different uh, hobbies you know whatever the uh, things are that uh, could easily pigeonhole people. We, that's uh, a different ethnic grouping, and every single one needs to come to Jesus. It's not just people from different countries, although they are incredibly welcome here as well. So we glorify God, we gather people, and then once we've gathered people, we help them to grow, and that's the third heading. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Jesus handed out gifts of various leadership types, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, to train Christ's followers in skilled servant work, working within Christ's body, the church, until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other, Efficient and graceful in response to God's Son, fully mature as adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. Which sounds like a good idea to me, but I don't know whether you're up for that. So as well as growing in our faith individually, we're told that we need to grow, we want to grow as a church family, don't we? We've got it here, all moving rhythmically and easily with each other, efficient and graceful, mature, developed, and fully alive. And as a group of people, we want to be like that as well. So does that sound good to you? Something to do this year? Yeah, three of you, four of you maybe? Good. I'll work with that. (laughs) All the extroverts. Yeah, all the introverts sitting there. Don't ask me a question. Some of the growth comes as we meditate on the Bible and we welcome the Holy Spirit to come and bring about change and uh, to release us into the life that God had intended for us. But we also grow as we serve. And so we continue to train leaders in this church. We have Leadership Essentials starting uh, very soon, and I would love it if you join me. We're going to continue uh, with our broader leadership thing of the Strength Finder material. We're continuing with that. If you're not part of that yet and you'd like to be, just let me know. And um, we'll be doing some leadership training also for those who've been leading for a while. So we don't want you to get to the stage where you think, right, I'm stuck. How do I keep growing? So we're doing some more advanced leadership training. Uh, I call it learning with leaders. And uh, we'll try and do one session each term just to help you to keep growing, keep thinking, that kind of thing. On our next slide, we've got a thing called The Hub. The Hub is run by Vineyard Churches UK and Ireland. And you can see there are a number of 
uh, different hubs around the country. The closest one for us uh, is Aylesbury. If we could have the next slide, please. And it's a two-year rolling program. Uh, and so this is what uh, they'll be studying. Uh, in, we've missed it for this term. Um, so if you're interested, find the information. And uh, there are some flyers at the back. Uh, and you'll find information online. Go on the Vineyard Church's website. And we'll be able to join in with term two and uh, enjoy uh, being before doing emotionally healthy spirituality and lifelong learners. Uh, three really important uh, subjects for next term. So um, that is available for anybody who wants to be part of it. You can study it at a number of different levels. You can just do it in your own time. Uh, you can do it at an academic level as well. And I think it even leads to a degree if you, but that costs obviously a bit more. Um, there is a, a monthly event in Aylesbury that you can go along to where um, the teaching is done. Some of it's done by DVD that you do in advance. Then you go along and discuss things. It's all changing slightly and we'll have more information uh, about that soon. Uh, Ellie is going to come and talk to us now about the part of growth that we call pastoral share. And yes, it is pastoral share, it's not pastoral care. And I expect Ellie will tell us why. You're on. Good morning, Happy New Year. Lovely to see you. Um, so I'm going to set a precedent, like the person with the microphone can embarrass somebody. So I'm going to embarrass him by saying it was his birthday yesterday. <laughs> so can we give him a birthday cake? Thank you. So my Andrew said to me, two minutes. See, I'm settling in here. I miss mine. We had a snow day. I couldn't do my talk in December. Um, two minutes. And to slow down a bit, that actually means that my vision for myself this year is to get to know Jesus for who he really is, to get him to get to know him better. And when I thought about the pastoral share side of the church, that would be my part and my vision for the for all of us in the church. And the way we do that pastorally, pastoral share is we share each other out between each other. So the pastoral care in the past has been very much, not in this church, but it's been very much traditionally, as a couple of people who you go to for prayer, they end up getting burnt out and it all goes pear-shaped. So the idea that we're going with is pastoral share. And what that means is that we all share each other out between each other, with Jesus at the centre of that. And what that looks like is the stuff that Andrew's been talking about, our own personal walk with Jesus, I believe, is the most important thing. But sometimes we need each other and we need help to get over a hurdle or a problem. So the first place that you would do that is to come to church on a Sunday, meet with God during worship, and then ask somebody to pray with you. That is, that's the first step. Generally, we wouldn't go straight to, we need really deep, um, long ministry. Because I know from my own life that Jesus can do it, and he does it with himself in me as I come into his presence, and that's really important. But I've needed help at times, hours of floor time. The second thing that you do after you come into church and you're asking people to pray and you're really soaking in worship is to join a connection group. That's where you will get your the main pastoral help, people to talk to, people to help you. you can, I presume most of the uh, groups have a ministry time of some sort. If not, you can ask somebody to pray for you. If that doesn't kind of do it for you, after that you then perhaps ask your 
connection group leaders, could they just see you um, one evening after the group or another time if it's too late? Just have some kind of one-to-one prayer with them. Another thing that's really, really important in the events that we put on, so um, a Finding Freedom event, which we're running in February 23rd and 24th, is really brilliant for just having a declutter, a spiritual cleansing, just cut off the legs of anything that's trying to stop you from getting closer to Jesus. And we've had some great testimonies from people who've gone through Finding Freedom, sometimes more than once, more than twice, every time God does something. Because we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we've picked up, we don't know what's hanging on us, we don't know what we've inherited. Really important to get clean in that area. What else do we offer? So you've all heard us banging on about the Emmanuel Prayer Ministry. I'm going to bang them again briefly. Um, Karen and Aileen, who are going to stand up. You all know who they are, but if you don't, these beautiful <coughs> ladies. They run the day-to-day Emmanuel sessions. So um, just talk to them, if you, or me, if you want to know any more about that. Um, what we're going to start doing is... Um, for those times when you feel you might need something a bit more in the area of ministry, pick up a ministry application form. They're going to be on the info desk kind of underneath, probably in the Sunday box. It hasn't been decided yet. But they'll be at the back. Ask me, ask Andrew, Mandy, one of the guys, um, and fill it in. It just gives us more of an idea of which kind of way that we'll take the ministry. So we do finding freedom from Freemasonry, we're due to run one of those, but we can actually even do that with just two or three, or even one, if you're really, really struggling, be happy to do that. And also, we can um, do steps to freedom in Christ, so if there's something that's kind of quite heavy, and it's a whole day, but, and if you've been to finding freedom, it's quite similar, so I would actually recommend finding freedom, but if there isn't one coming up and you really feel you need something, to kind of cut off all the past, that's a really good thing to do. So we offer, there's outside help, um, a really good place that we would refer you to is Gilgal House. That's, um, they do the Sozo ministry, they do kind of hands-on prayer, you'd have to pay for that, I think it's, well, I know some people have been, I think it's like 50 to 60 pounds for a session, um, for about three hours, it's very good. And also we've got some, uh, uh, we could refer you to some counselling if you felt that was the way to go. Um, I think the most, oh, we've got an annual breakfast coming up on the 27th of January. So if you're interested in practicing, playing with that, playing with Jesus and us, that, that do come along, it'd be great fun. The main thing I would say, though, is that it's about our personal relationship with Jesus. And we really, really, really would love to help in kind of kick-starting that with you guys if you need any help in that area. But my heart is just that we know Jesus more. And through knowing him more, knowing ourselves more, we just get healed up. All right, sorry. I'll Fantastic, thank you. Mm. Yeah, if you can leave me my notes, that would be useful. I but remember, dear. Just to let you know, I've had probably uh, eight or ten Emmanuel sessions last year, and uh, I hope to have the same number again this year. That's how important I consider it to be. Uh, And I've been walking with Jesus for a long time, but I'm not perfect. And so I need that extra to to help me deal with stuff that God keeps bringing to the surface. And you you get to the point where you feel like, oh, it's done. You know, and he says, well, how about this one? So there are a lot of areas in which we can grow, but also God calls us to give. 
uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 6, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encouraging others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. As followers of Jesus, we're called to be like him. Not to be served, but to serve others. And that's a real challenge in our consumer society. It challenges our selfish nature to be people who serve and put others first, rather than looking at what's in it for me. And if you ever catch yourself coming along on a Sunday morning thinking, what's in it for me? Did I like the worship? Did I like the talk? Then we're coming with the complete the wrong attitude because we're coming as consumers and that's not a biblical uh, way of doing things. We saw in the Ephesians 4 passage that I read uh, just a few minutes ago that it is as we work together and as we serve that we grow in spiritual maturity. It doesn't just happen with things like Emmanuel and Bible study and so on. I want to thank you on behalf of our teams in Central Asia for your generosity with the Justice and Joy offering last term. Uh, last term we raised more money than we have done before, even though there were fewer people giving. And so a very big thank you to you for your generosity. Thank you also for the continued gifts that you give of tins and packets of food for the Community Emergency Food Bank. And you can continue to do that. There's a, a box in the middle just when you shop, buy just one extra thing. And uh, that goes to help people who don't have anything. And in case you're wondering what that picture is, uh, those are 30 turkeys that Mandy and I picked up from Waitrose on uh, Christmas Eve in the evening, just as the shop was closing. It would all have been thrown away. And uh, they were given to the food bank for their Christmas meal, at which I believe about 500 people attended, a mixture of refugees, marginalized, and homeless people. And uh, they did it last year, a um, year ago, and they did it again this uh, last this Christmas. And uh, they, they did it slightly differently. They, they actually put up a tent outside the building so that the homeless people would come along but have some shelter because they wouldn't actually go into the building. So as they're doing it, they're learning and uh, making it better and better. We also want to invest in our kids and youth to help them grow. We have teams who serve faithfully uh, every week, our children and our teenagers. Julian and Anna are in charge of kids. Elsa is in charge of the, uh, the youth. Uh, and I think Julian's going to come up and uh, tell us what he's hoping to see in kids for this year. And we've got the... Good, we've got the, the mission yeah, statement. Yeah, I just want to ask first, um, who as a child found faith in Jesus? Can you put a hand up? Can I be interesting? Yeah, good. Well, right now we're down in the hall, uh, the dining hall downstairs. Uh, kids are worshipping, um, experience the presence of God, and they're growing together. 
It's exciting news. Really good. Um, I went on a New Year's retreat in September 2016 with Anna, and there's a quote here which says, the average time someone spends or stays in kids' ministry in the UK is six months. And it's six months. I'm going to move on. You say we're kind of like a consumer society in terms of um, what we kind of, what we do. But we've got a great team of people. Um, we've got our parents involved with um, the Vineyard Kids team, which we have firecrackers for the younger age, and we have Ignite for the older age kids. Um, so the, the Bible isn't relevant to kids in the UK. Um, we don't just babysit the kids on Sunday morning. They're learning, they're growing. And we're growing as, as a team as well, um, through our kids being in there. Um, so some things that, that we want to see our kids develop in this year, or to, to, or to, cap, to ongoing things, to, to know and feel loved by God, no matter what the situation. So when I was young, my parents got divorced, and I had a quite tough time. And so the church for me and the, and the kids' ministry when I was young was a real kind of refuge in me, a place I could hang out with sort of friends and grow. So my faith really came into itself then. I experienced Jesus personally. Um, I want the kids to be comfortable to share experiences of the presence of the Holy Spirit together um, through words, through pictures, through prophecy time. Um, I've sent sometimes in the, in the big dining hall downstairs that there's sometimes an outbreak of laughter. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will touch the group and it kind of spreads almost like a tsunami from one group to the next and sort of see it happening, which is great and great, really good. Uh, we want each child to feel like they belong to us as a church, to the Vineyard Kids um, team, or a group, not just that they go to church. So I feel they're part of a community that are growing together. <coughs> well, we want them to know that they can participate, we encourage that, and to give. That can be through free time, through assisting um, with the morning sessions in various ways, uh, sharing stories, praying for each other. Um, it's great to see uh, kids growing in church, um, like Emily, for instance, I've seen her sort of helping on the, the welcome team, welcoming people, doing that, just feeling part of our community, mm-hmm. doing that in a very natural way. Um, it's great seeing Dave Howe, he's not here, he's on uh, downstairs, but uh, a couple of months ago I saw him doing some badly animated um, sort of illustrations with his body, illustrating a story, um, kind of like, like bird kind of pose or something, but he's around. <laughs> That's my embarrassing thing I'll show you this morning, if you catch him, that was good. Um, we want each. Um, a second. Uh, we want them to understand that, um, that they have compassion and to be just as focused in how they live their lives. So, um, somebody shared a story recently of when Jesus was in the temple with this group of kids. who shared the story. Jesus was in the, in the temple courts, and all these people were selling things. And money lenders were there, and Jesus got really angry about that, and there was like a righteous anger about, anger about that happening. And the kids were like, yeah, this is great, you know, Jesus, well, good. you know, we stood up and really believed what Jesus was saying. They weren't scared by Jesus' anger, but they felt like, you know, they, they can also feel kind of just, just kind of anger towards, towards things. So in society today, there are many challenges. And there's a Bible verse in Psalm 144, verse 12, that says, Then our sons uh, in their youth will be nurtured plants, and our daughters will be like pillars carved to adorn a palace. And that sense of being uh, pillars, pillars in society, in, in legal systems, um, in social influence, through praying for the sick, um, and making a stand. So if, um, for me, um, at the moment I'm doing a bit of retail work, I wanted to take Good Friday off last, last year. I, I, my manager said, there's no way you're going to get it off, because it's quite a busy day in the store calendar. Uh, he then asked his manager, and he said, no, no way. I went to the head of the store and said, you know, 
being a Christian is important to me, it's part of the identity. Um, and I realised to take off their can, and she said, after this conversation I had with her, um, I've heard your evidence, and I can see that Jesus is living in you, and you can have it off. So sometimes we need to make a stand. And our kids, in the culture is changing so fast around about us at the moment, things are changing. So we're trying to prep our kids to be proud of who their faith and who they are. Um, even things taught at school are challenging. Um, kids are taught that heaven is almost like a reward, Sam was saying recently. But it's, it's not like a reward, it is the fact that Jesus died for us on the cross. Um, each child, um, we encourage them to, and parents as well, to, in the week, to carry on the sort of things they've been looking at in each seminar. So at the moment they started a series called Connected Hearts this last term from Birmingham Vineyard. Uh, and each session we have has a printed sheet at the end of it um, with a summary of what we're doing. So we give that to parents so they can take that so they can follow through the week the things we've been looking at. So the session I'm doing uh, next week is about how we look at prayer and the fact that it, prayer is just chatting to God and in a way kind of looking at the fact that we don't have to say prayer necessarily, we can say we're just chatting to God. It's the way we use our language, the way we don't have to necessarily bow our heads, we don't have to put our hands together. We can do those things, but we can just talk to God wherever we are in any situation in a very natural way. So these notes are quite refreshing, we've started this last term and we're going to carry on using those notes. That's, this is for the Ignite, the older session, um, the older age group. So we all, it's really, we're on a journey, we'll be part of this ongoing story of heaven coming to earth. And for the kids, that's what we believe we want them for them, that want that to happen. Um, yeah. Great, so, thank um, you very much. If, if, if you're on the kids' team now, stand up, just so that people know who you are. <coughs> okay. Yeah, some are parents, some aren't necessarily. Uh, right, uh, well, I've got kids in, in Ignite and Firecrackers, some haven't anymore. Um, we really value your prayer as, uh, as uh, a team. And you're very welcome to join us. We'd love to have you on the team if you're not signed up to a raise spot at the moment. Uh, thanks very much. Great, okay. thank you. Okay. Yeah, we need, to, we need to see the team grow because there are going to be more children to look after. And uh, so uh, you can ask God to give you a heart for the children or for the youth. Uh, you can chat to Elsa when she's back at the beginning of term. Um, Julian mentioned how society is changing and uh, next Sunday the talk title is God and LGBT. So we'll be looking at what the Bible says about that. Another way our church gives is internationally. 6% of our church income goes to our team in Central Asia, uh, as well as the Justice and Joy offering that I mentioned. And uh, I'm leading another ministry trip in March. Um, two, possibly three UK vineyards and two from the States joining in on that. Uh, that's something that everybody can get involved in. Uh, nice picture of uh, Samarkand there. Um, and uh, if you can't go then you can give you can pray um, this, uh, this ministry costs money it takes uh, a significant amount of, of my time and so even if you can't join me on the trip 
ask God how he wants you to be involved in this because this international part of what we do is something that I think all of us need to be part of and so there's a you know, as well as the trip, being able to pray for the trip, pray for the team who are going. Uh, there are also uh, emails that go out. We're just rejigging the way we're doing it. Uh, we have four teams working in Central Asia. And uh, if you'd like to pray for them, there are, um, we forward on the prayer emails as they come in. So just let Georgia or Ellie at the office know and we'll sign you up for that. It's an incredibly dangerous part of the world and we need to pray for them. Um, there is also a prayer that you can, um, a weekly prayer email that I send out so that you can pray for our family and for our church. And uh, so again, just let me know or contact the office if you'd like to be involved in that. We have um, people from all, o- all over the world who are praying for us as a church. All of the things that I've talked about and many other things that we're going to be doing as well need for each one of us to invest time, energy and money. In Matthew 11 verse 12, Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful people take hold of it. Now, if you look at different translations, they, uh, they translate that quite differently, but it's all to do with the tense. And uh, so th- this is a, a valid re- reading, even if your version puts it slightly differently. Not only is God calling us to be inwardly strong and outwardly focused, but he's also calling us to be active in our faith, to be people who are forcefully advancing, that we are forceful spiritually. And we need to get rid of any kind of passivity or negativity. We live in a city that worships the intellect, which brings about all sorts of problems, including pride and cynicism. It makes people hard-hearted. And we need to actively work against those things in our own lives. Otherwise, our faith will be smothered by the atmosphere around us. Instead, we're called to be people who forcefully advance. We take hold of the blessings that God has lined up for us this year. We've seen that in the past. One Sunday, uh, during the ministry time, I prayed a blessing on those who were in business and leading their own businesses. Just got them to stand up where they were and prayed a blessing over them. That week, one of the guys reported that new business came in in an unusual way. You might think that's a coincidence, but coincidences happen more often when we pray. And I think God wants to release his blessing on his people this year, not just in this church, but wherever they find themselves. And that's based upon the fact of who God is, his character, his incredible love for us, his children, and his ability to be able to help us. You may feel that your ability is limited and that your resources are stretched. God says in the Bible, in Zechariah 4 verse 10, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. When God does something inside you, don't despise it because it's small. Don't despise it because you're not very good at hearing God's voice, because you have to learn to do that until you become expert at it. Don't despise it that you don't have the same freedom to worship that other people do. Don't despise that, but just go with the little bit that you can do and gradually give it more, because the more you do it, the greater your ability will become.
God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or even imagine. All it takes is for ordinary people like you and me to take Jesus seriously and to pursue him with everything that we have. This tweet came up of, uh, from uh, C.S. Lewis's writings. It says, keep nothing back. Nothing you have not given away will really be yours. Look for yourself and you'll find, in the long run, only hatred, loneliness, despair, rage, ruin and decay. But look for Christ and you will find him and with him everything else thrown in. And that's what happens when we pursue God with 100%. And so I'd ask you to join me this year in pursuing Jesus. Let's give him 100%. Let's not think that we're being spiritual if we give him 90% or 95%, because that's a bit more than somebody else's. But let's give him 100%. Let's be fully devoted in our worship, in our willingness to serve and to reach out to those around us, in dealing with our stuff, let's pursue that as well so that we can grow in spiritual maturity. Uh, let's not sweep things under the carpet, let's deal with it. And in seeking to bring the good news to all people. That is what this year is going to be about for me and I hope it will be for you. So let's stand together. Holy Spirit, I ask that you come now and that you'd release your blessing, the blessing that we've been talking about and the many other things that you want to do as well. And so we invite you at the beginning of this year to come, come and fill us. We surrender everything to you. There's that lovely verse in the Bible, isn't there, where Jesus says, look, I'm standing at the door knocking. If anyone will open the door and let me in, I will come in and we'll feed us together. And that's addressed to people who are already walking with Jesus. When each one of us has the choice each day this year, are we going to walk with him? Are we going to invite him in? Are we going to be part of the feast? Because there is a spiritual feast this year for us to be able to enjoy. And so I bless you with hearts that are open and receptive to the Holy Spirit, that are quick to respond to what he says, that are quick to deal with uh, your stuff when it, God brings it to the surface. I bless your finances. I bless the work that you do. May God prosper you in your work setting. May he give you favour so that you can be a blessing to other people. May God increase the financial store that you have and the generosity that's in your heart. May God bless your willingness to start tithing and to give beyond that so that you can see the extravagance of God at work. May God bless your relationships. May God bless your marriages, your relationships with your children, your friendships, especially your friendships out in the community. May God strengthen those and use you to bring other people to him. May God bless your creativity. Your creativity in the arts, your creativity in your work, your creativity in finding ways to show love to people. May God bless you with physical healing in your own body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit, in every part of your being. And may God bless you with the ability to pass that on to other people. And in the areas where you feel most broken to be a source of healing to other people. 
And may God bless you with contacts with people from the nations, from different ethnic groups. And may you have the confidence and the boldness not to shy away from that because they're different, but to love them as Jesus would love them and to reach out to those who are far from him. May God give you passion for the lost. May you be filled with joy and laughter and an awareness of just how proud your Heavenly Father is in who you are and how he delights in how he made you. And I pray all that in Jesus' name. Amen. I've run over this morning, so we're going to have to formally finish now. If you like prayer for any reason, grab somebody near you or come down to the front and we'll line someone up to pray for you. If you have children, if you could go and pick them up, please. There are more drinks at the back. There's information there. Take your Connect card, get a free CD. Uh, God bless you. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next Sunday.